What is up, you guys, and welcome back to episode 41 of the Lombard Trucking Show, where at time of recording, I am coming at you live from the intersection of US 20 and Interstate 29 in the beautiful city of Sioux City, Iowa, also known as Little Chicago. Fun fact, the reason why I got that nickname is during Prohibition, Sioux City, Iowa was the little city out here in the Midwest that kept the alcohol flowing. They were the purveyor of all your alcoholic goods that shot out from here and went to the bigger cities. So they call it Little Chicago out here. I was fortunate enough to drop off that load I was telling you guys about last time where I picked up some tractors from the Port of Baltimore and they headed all the way back to Mitchell, South Dakota. And the John Deere dealership allowed me to unload on a Saturday, got to drive them off myself. It's pretty fun. This uh, city slicker driving some farm equipment. Never thought I'd see the day, but it sets me ahead. Uh, sets me ahead by a day, so I can grab some more John Deere tractors and some tires, and I'm going to make my way south. Actually, and I'll take that all the way down to Laredo, all the way down 35 at the Mexican border. Now, if you're watching, you'll notice I have another guest with me today. A very special guest. Um, his name is Gabriel Massey, and this is one of those good parts of social media. Uh, we've mentioned it on my interview with Candace about how we basically know that social media and TikTok is uh, absolutely ripping society apart. But at least on the trucking side of things and trucker talk, um, this is how I've met a lot of people in the industry. It's basically the the CB radio for, for people in this industry to pass along information. And I've met a lot of people along the way. And that's where Gabriel and I crossed paths was on TikTok. He had you know, seen what I had been posting on there in regards to fitness and noticed that I was a driver. And he himself is uh, in the process of trying to grow a company that bas that produces what is a truck driver's best friend, which is coffee out here. So without further ado, Gabriel, one of the founders of Big Rig Coffee Company. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good, man. Yourself? Not too bad. I can't complain. And it's a balmy 33 degrees now in Sioux City, nice. Iowa. So it's warmed up from the 15 it was this morning. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, I can't complain. I'm glad to have you on here. You know, let the so what's what's your story, man? Who's who is Gabriel? Where are you from? What do you do? Uh, yeah, man. So um, Gabriel Massey, uh, I'm from a little town in Caribou, Maine, uh, you know, probably about 7000 people there. And it's um it's one of those places where, you know, everybody knows everybody and a lot of potato fields, uh, corn fields, you name it, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a special place to grow up because you have a lot of time to really, really think about things. And, you know, you're, I think joining the air force, once I left there, um, you get a good sense of like, the the good things about living in a small town where you know you're not exposed to big city problems and you know you're kind of just you're kind of just chilling making your own fun and um you know growing up there is, is definitely been a special privilege and being from maine is just like i i love telling people i'm from maine because they're just like wow i've never met anyone from maine it's like yeah like you know i hear that a lot so um you know born and raised there for uh 19 years then i joined the air force in uh yeah, 2017, and joined there. I served about five years. I just got out about two months ago, and uh, yeah, so I was an aircraft armament in the Air Force as well, and um, that's where actually I met my co-founder, uh, Hunter. We both went to basic training together, so um, that's that's how we met, and uh, we love telling that story, and um, you know, we kept in contact this whole time. You know, we're just like, hey, man, you know, how you doing on your deployment? How, how am I doing on mine? you know, keep in contact. And I was moving back to the States. I was stationed out, out in England and uh, I was moving back to the States and he was like, Hey man, you know, I'm about to get out. And so we ended up just moving in together and we had always kind of been, um, when it comes to regards of, of you know, big rig, um, we had always wanted to do something together, but we didn't know like what exactly, you know, we wanted to do. Uh, we knew we wanted to start a business. We knew we wanted to do something creative and help people and give back in our own way. And, um, you know, Big Rick Coffee came about and we said, screw it, man. Let's go for it. You know, let's just try it, you know. And um, we've been going strong ever since, man, and going about a year now. No, I, I love it. And I can relate to it because where where I'm I didn't go into business with a friend from boot camp, uh, some of my friends from boot camp i'm still friends with i did go mm -hmm. into business with you know my best friend from high school and this is a guy mm -hmm. who 
you know, we played in the same band together. We've always kept in touch. He, he is, you know, my best friend of, of all time. My parents and his are friends, same high school. Um, and so we went in together and cause we always, he always wanted to start his own business. I've always, um, you know, I never really, you know, felt like I fit in anywhere. I didn't, I wasn't happy professionally in my other jobs, uh, you know, mm-hmm. regretted getting out of the military and stuff like that. But I always said, you know, I would love to own my own business. I'd love to do that. And, and, you know, when my business partner had noticed, you know, that I was, you know, kind of starting to thrive in trucking, you know, that's mm-hmm. when we, you know, we came together and did it. And honestly, there's nothing cooler and there's nothing better than two friends, you know, doing that. Personally, mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, where some people think the American dream is dying. I think it's just sometimes, sometimes, it's you know, people are, are letting it, are, are letting it die. And it's great yeah. that you, and what, what I like the most about what you're doing is this big rig coffee company is you, you you're doing something that is uh, kind of because there's a lot of people who try to do the coffee thing. Uh, I've right. seen it. I've seen it a lot. But mm-hmm. you picked, you know, it's not some. you're not necessarily a driver, but you picked an industry that actually that leans on coffee so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you're ready to break in at a time where most people think they they wouldn't. So what made you I, I guess my question is, what made you guys think of, of trucking or truckers? Was there something that, you know, was it YouTube? Was it what made you think? think big rig and not maybe i don't know not maybe going the route of because that's the thing when it comes to a branding yeah, you want to brand yeah. towards your niche whether you're a veteran or this right, or right. carpenters or train workers what what made you pick big rig so actually it was during covid um you, you know everyone was locked down uh hunter's father has actually been trucking for over 30 years and you know, he has a bunch of uncles cousins they're all trucking i have a bunch of friends from high school that are truck drivers and i think just seeing like even from afar like being you know away from home we were still able to see that impact that you know the restrictions were having on truckers especially up up in maine by by canada where um you know they were mandating um you know these truck drivers to get the vaccine going back and forth from maine to canada and it was putting a huge strain on people you know because it you know if if you want to get the vaccine in my opinion that's your right to get it if not you know that's it's that that's it's up to, it should be up to the person and that's what i solely believe and so we saw that and you know coming back to to how like yours to coffee is you know in my small town um uh you probably heard of tim hortons before right oh yeah tim hortons that's yeah. great coffee yeah yeah they do i love tim hortons but and if it, tim hortons is just is so engraved in my community like it's that's the hangout spot that's where you go when you when i come home i leave and you'll kind of grab my my timmy hose you know i have to so i've always been a coffee guy on my deployments i've always just been drinking coffee and i never really i never really had like a um i guess just i never really thought about it before like you know different types of coffee and like, like I just kind of just whatever was there, you know, K cup, throw it in, whatever. And so taking the time to really think about that, I'm like, okay, we have this niche that no one else is doing. We remember looking up, we're like, we can't find anything about a company that's, you know, we got black rifle that does for, for military veterans, you know, every coffee company has sort of a niche as well. And we saw that there was a gap in the market as well. So we're like, you know, this could be a way during COVID. This this is our mindset, you know, during COVID, this could be a way for us to be able to, to give back and to continue to serve even after our, our Air Force service and, and still have that that sense of purpose and what we're doing, you know, and, and have that mission, you know, help the truck drivers because without them, without you, you know, we have we don't have anything. Everything in my apartment we don't have. So that's kind of my thought process through it. And who doesn't love coffee? No, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And I can kind of so when it comes to, you know, actually, it's funny how COVID uh, is kind of what got you thinking about coffee and mm-hmm. seeing the, you know, the the kind of uh, the disagreements that, you know, Canadians were having with mm-hmm. certain mandates that were going on. And, and you saw that via the news and that got you thinking about truck drivers. Now, mm-hmm. COVID did the same thing with me to get into trucking because where I had always I come from a family that obviously has to do with uh, with trucking. That's where the original lumbar trucking was. My grandfather, mm-hmm. his family before him. Uh, it's always been something in my mind. I always thought about getting my CDL. I wish I did 10 years ago. Uh, but like COVID is what kind of shot it back into my radar, you know, mm-hmm. where where you started to see them talk about the drivers in the news. and They talked about nurses and th- and those types of jobs. And that's when I, you know, put the, you know, hammer down, so to speak. And, you know, I was going to get into trucking. So it's I like how we both 
trucking kind of both came into our minds via the same mm-hmm. thing. And and I can kind of actually, um, you know, sympathize with uh, what you're saying about especially the Canadian drivers. And if, if the listeners go back and listen to my interview with Gord, he talks about that. And I don't think people and this is just a quick sidebar when it came to that mandate. And like I said, you know, I, I, I don't I try not to get I don't want to get too political on the show. I, I really want to mm-hmm. keep it about advocating for drivers and you know, small businesses and people out there who are driven. But like mm-hmm. Gord had mentioned in our previous interview, there were drivers and people who needed to travel within Canada. And this includes a lot of uh, people like Native Americans who live in northern provinces and live in, in rural parts of Canada. These are people who don't necessarily trust the government, so to speak, especially uh, Native Americans living in Canada. These are obviously because Canadian government liked like to hide like you know all the bodies with with uh, uh, <laughs> the bodies of Native Americans under schools and stuff. So the Native Americans don't really mm-hmm. like the federal government there in Canada. And so when these people needed to travel to Ottawa for their businesses, they didn't, they couldn't get on buses and do and get used transportation or get on planes. And I don't think people seem to realize people try to box what I don't like. And that's what's toxic about the internet and social media is mm-hmm. people try to take these very broad issues or these very, and not broad, these very, uh, they're just these political issues. They try to cut, draw a line and box people and cut them apart and not realize, you know, people yeah. like to think, Oh, if you didn't like the vaccine, that means you're a right wing Nazi. Yeah, if, or if you like the vaccine and met you are some sort of communist sympathizer, I can't stand that sort of thought process, but that's just, I just wanted to add that there's a reality of why people mm-hmm. didn't want to get the vaccine, which includes Native Americans and people in Canada who just necessarily didn't want to get it and affected their daily lives. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, it seems where COVID was a bad thing and, you know, it did unfortunately cost the lives of people. It did give so many people, whether they be, you know, social media creators, it's so many, you know, people who necessarily wouldn't have start their own business. Uh, you know, it got them reinvigorated because all of a sudden they had a little bit of time and they had a little bit of time to themselves. That's kind of what happened to you. Now, mm-hmm. you're not in Maine anymore. So where, where are nope. you at now and what got you there? Yeah. So um, after I came back from overseas, I literally so I deployed back in 2021 and I came back and literally that month I left. I left England, came to Phoenix, um, stationed in Phoenix for a year, worked in the 35s. And then uh, luckily, my girlfriend, she's also in the military. She got stationed down here at uh, Davis Monthan in Tucson. So I was like, okay, this is a sign from, you know, <laughs> the higher ups. Cause I, I just, I never really saw myself staying in the military. It, I had fun while I was in, but I was like, you know, the, I guess the way it was going in the air force and, and my career field, it just wasn't who I wanted to be. And I, it wasn't the people I wanted to be around. Um, so I saw it as an opportunity. I'm like, okay, you know, she's only two hours away. I'm like, I could, tough it out for a few more years and see how I like it, or I could pull the trigger and, and, and take my chances on myself. And that's, that's what I did. So, um, yeah, down in Tucson now, I love it. It's beautiful here. Um, it's not as hot as Phoenix, which is nice. Um, you know, I found a nice gym down here too. So it's, it's been a good time. It's been a really good time. No, that's awesome. Tucson is great. I have a video mm-hmm. on my YouTube channel that shows a little bit of the fun bike paths and a, and the outdoors that are available in Tucson. It's definitely an outdoorsman state. Um, not mm-hmm. that far from Flagstaff either, which is a great city that I, I always love going through. So mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's talk a little bit more about Big Rig Coffee. What do you, what do you yep. guys got? Where to, um, who's making the coffee? Where do you get it from? What are the flavors? You know, sell us, you know, sell us Big Rig Coffee right here. Okay. So going into it, my, my thought process was like, look, man, this is America. I was talking to Hunter like this. I was like, look, man, this is a, this is an American brand. I'm like, we need to do everything we can to just try to make, try to get everything bought and sold in America. And that, that's the point of it. Kind of like black rifle, you know, origin, all those types of brands. Um, so that, that type of networking will take time, but Right now, we get our coffee uh, from a supplier in Seattle. So they do everything for us. They bag it up because we can't roast here in my apartment and in Hunter's apartment. So um, they sent us some samples. I, I gave a bunch to families and friends. And I was like, you know, tell me which one you guys like. Is it the light roast and the dark roast, the medium roast? What do you guys like? And we got mostly positive feedback on the medium roast. So we end up going with that, and um, it's it's a smooth, smooth flavor. It's got some tasty notes, and 
tasting notes isn't what's in the coffee. I know like there's this one podcast I was on, the guy I thought it was actually like in the coffee, but um, you know, it got brazel nut, grapefruit, and uh, oak flavor. It's kind of like those tad bits. Um, and yeah, so we only have the medium roast right now. We only actually launched our store about seven months ago. And we, we've been in business for about a year, just kind of like put the idea out there, made all the social media accounts and try to, you know, just see where we are in the community. Um, and, you know, we have some, we have some hats and uh, some merchandise on the website as well. Um, another thing I want to say too, is we are also partnered with the St. Christopher uh, Truckers Relief Fund and Truckers Final Mile. And so how that works is uh, our main, our main partner is uh, St. Christopher. And so $1 of every sale automatically goes to them no matter what. Um, and then specifically to Trucker's Final Mile, uh, we have a custom uh, T-shirt available on our website as well that um, we give a we give a good portion of that uh, profit to them as well. So we're pretty much making no money on those T-shirts. But um, Robert called me one day and was like, "Hey, you know, we need some help. You know, they got drivers uh, passing away on the road, and you know they weren't getting the funding they need." And so I was like, "You know, I." we already partnered with St. Christopher, you know, we're already giving them a, a good percentage of our profits. You know, I can take your logo. I read, I read it, like took his logo, revamped it a little bit, put it on the back of a t-shirt, made it look all nice. And um, I was like, you know, this is what we can do for you right now. So I'm happy we can help them. Um, but I think the St. Christopher, Shannon, shout out to Shannon. She's, she's amazing. <laughs> she, she's an awesome lady. She's an awesome lady. Now, um, now I know that Final Mile is a nonprofit. If uh, and for the listeners who don't know, it's a nonprofit that basically, uh, when when drivers unfortunately um, have that accident happen and it you know mm-hmm. it is fatal, uh, basically that nonprofit will cover the expenses to get to get them home, uh, you know to their to their final resting place. Uh, and that it's it's an awesome. I've seen a lot of videos. They get me choked up about it. Um, I. I remember the first time I heard about it was actually my friend Candace who came on one of my episodes. She had shared a video about a guy and yeah, it was tough because it was a guy who was like very popular on trucker talk. He had like 150,000 followers. It was like, yeah, the videos like choked me up. But now what is St. Christopher? So St. Christopher, it's a, it's a nonprofit as well. Um, it's probably one of the biggest uh, nonprofits out there right now. It's, it's run very well. Um, so basically what they do is if a trucker, um, you know, gets sick, injured, you know, has like a heart attack, you know, um, anything to do with like a physical illness, uh, even mental illness as well, that gets them off the road for, for however extended period of time. Uh, you know, let's they, they say they're running behind on like a mortgage payment, uh, a car payment, you know, they'll, they'll step in and they'll, they'll donate directly to um, those companies and, and pay for that to help them out a little bit. So it's, it's a really, it's a really, really good charity. I love them. I love them. No, that that's awesome, man. That's, that's actually mm-hmm. a really good idea. And because when it comes to branding, uh, that's going to be key and that's key in, in this industry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we had talked offline, we had talked about how, um, you know, on TikTok there is a lot of negativity amongst drivers out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you guys are doing as a company especially coming from outside the industry, not being yeah. drivers like neither. You, yes, you maybe you've had some family and friends who are drivers, but coming from outside the industry, from a place of where even as a small business, been selling, mm-hmm. literally been selling coffee for seven months, you're already giving profits to organizations that has that provides no benefit to you or to people, right. you know, and I think that as more and more drivers hear about that, I think that's what's going to really, you know, have them buy into big rig coffee and buy into your brand and and with that what's mm-hmm. so what's what's the future looking like for you guys what's uh what what are you guys planning what's you know how's how's the marketing going what are you guys looking at how how are we gonna how are we gonna grow big rig coffee <laughs> so it's 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 a huge learning experience you know and it's 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 hard you know and, and i lie. it's just long nights and it's a lot of thinking you know hunter and tucker we're always on calls, like talking, like, Hey, you know, what's, what's working, what's not, what's, what's the next steps. Um, kind of like we were saying, like what's next for big rigs. So we're trying to push this medium roast out. Um, we want to come out with our liquid diesel in the next few months, which is our highly caffeinated coffee. Um, bag design looks amazing. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's on our website, big rig coffee company.com. 
it's really it's a really cool <laughs> i love the bag design i love it so much um but we want to get k-cups that k-cups i think is going to be a game changer as well because you know k-cups are 40 percent of the coffee market right off the bat and it's trying to you know target convenience um in in every aspect of a, a trucker's life or in anybody's life because we all like convenience you know we like just being able to pop in a keurig and or a k-cup on the keurig and just bam you know what i mean we don't have to clean everything all the time which i get i i love brewing coffee but um you know it's marketing wise I think for a while we were trying to do like TikTok ads, like running conversions like that. But I had a, a mentor. Uh, <laughs> I called him and I told him what I was doing. And he's like, you know what, man? And he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Running ads on like TikTok and Facebook, it's kind of lazy. And I was like, dang, like, <laughs> like that kind of hurt. Because I was like, but I, he's like, think about it. He's like, these bigger companies, they have mil millions of dollars to put into this stuff, you know, and He's like, as a small company, word of mouth and groundwork is your best option. And I was like, that makes so much more sense. Like, you know, why are we wasting all this money on on ads and marketing? Because we're getting followers on certain things, but it's like, then maybe not authentic. And then, you know, we're, we're blowing a bunch of money on ads that doesn't make sense for us. So kind of restructured our, our, our attack. Like, hey, we're going to just be all authentic for, you know, six months and see what happens. And Honestly, it's been it's been way better. Even we've only been doing it for about three months now, and it's been way more profitable. So, um, yeah, we plan on being at Matt's too. I don't know if you, are you going to go this year? The Mid America Trucking Show in Louisville. Yeah, yeah I'm mm -hmm. I'm on the docket to definitely be there. I've actually. I've been asked to go by a couple of friends of mine, my, my friends who mm -hmm. work over at Truck Smarter, uh, my favorite load board, uh, free load board by the way. So any owner operators out there, whether you run the spot or you own a small fleet, make sure you go download Truck Smarter. They also have a great fuel program now, fuel discounts at Roadies and Ambest. Uh, they're, they're, they're really trying to get up there to compete with Mudflat. But yeah, so I just want to put mm -hmm. a shout out to them. They've invited me. Uh, my buddy Gord, he had mentioned he might be there. So mm -hmm. he told me he was going to be there. So I, I definitely plan on being to the Mid-America Trucking Show. And you know, now that you're in, now that you're you mentioned that you're going to that show. And for those of you who don't know, it's a huge trucking show at the uh, Louisville, uh, the Expo Center there in Louisville. It's 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 big. That's where a lot of big companies come, tech companies, a lot of it's a huge, huge convention for the trucking mm -hmm. community. Um, your mentor, when it comes to that marketing, I, I kind of couldn't agree with him more because, yeah, the big the big juggernauts out there, they're going to pound, you know, they're going to pound and just dump the money into all the ads yeah. that are going to be in our faces. Um, and this yeah. is just me thinking out loud here, um, cause we'll get into what you're doing with affiliates in a moment, but, uh, I, and I learned this, it, you, there is sometimes no better answer than the old school. And I kind of, and mm -hmm. I remember listening to, I was I'm not sure if you listened to Andy Frisella's podcast, uh, real AF, but he mentions how, when he was getting his vitamin stores, uh, started, um, he was going around to strip clubs and, <laughs> and you know, places where men hung out and he would mm -hmm. hang up flyers and, the flyer thing, especially in this industry, when it comes to trucking in general, I mean, there are just right outside the bathroom, there are sometimes cork boards at truck stops that will have jobs that have mechanics that have uh, towing services like they're like they still there is still that old school cork board at these places. I mean, mm -hmm. truck stops still have fax machines for guys guys out here who refuse to who don't have a smartphone who still fax their bills up via transflow that way to either the broker or to their uh freight factoring company so like for you know and wow. i want i want you to talk about what you're doing with your affiliates here shortly uh because i'm going to be working with you as an affiliate you know if you could come up with a great flyer um that has you know this new design on it that you're looking for with your website and you mm -hmm. start slamming these flyers up at, at loves and pilot and ta and the local guys and you send it because you you can't just leave tucson and do that but you have mm -hmm. you have drivers that you're working with going all over the country the right. flyer method could turn up because once people start seeing oh my god i saw this flyer in phoenix and oh my god i just saw it in harrisburg pennsylvania and if those right. flyers start popping up i think the the flyer game could be a really uh strong way to to get you guys out there but you you have the affiliate thing going on so what mm -hmm. what yeah and 
And there's something that you, you're doing with your affiliates because you're tying it with your brand. Like you're not right. just allowing people to become affiliates. There's, there's a type of person you want them to be. So what gave you the idea for the affiliate program you got going on and, and who are they? What, what, are the, what are these people? Yeah, so uh, most of them are drivers. Uh, all of them are drivers. Um, and all of them are active on social media. And that's that's one of the main things we're looking for. Uh, not just someone who posts like here and there. And, you know, they don't really have like a purpose to what they post. Um, and then even anyone, we made some videos like just seeing who would want to be, who, who would be interested. And we got a bunch of feedback and you know, a lot of these guys, I was like, Hey, you know, like, let me hop on a call with you. I just want to talk to them. And a lot of them weren't even like, they don't want to do that. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to, you know, I, I want to get to know my affiliates. Like I want to know them on a first name basis. I want to be able to call and text them. I want them to, to feel comfortable enough to call or text me anytime. And that's the type of relationship I want with them, you know, because I, I see a lot of bots, like even on my personal account, like they're just hitting me up to be affiliates with them. And it's, it's so like not personal. And I'd rather have, you know, 10 really close knit, you know, like just a tight community of affiliates than a hundred of people I don't even know, you know? And so that's kind of our thinking with it. Um, and also we thought about, okay, what can we do differently than other brands when it comes to just affiliates instead of just giving them a commission instead of giving them, you know, um, uh, their own coupon code, what, what can we do for people? So we had to really kind of reflect on that and, and think, okay, we, we can give business advice, how to start a business, you know, giving them confidence say, Hey man, you know, just, if you're just starting your TikTok channel, screw it, just post the video. You know what I mean? There's enough, there's no harm in posting a video and it's not going to be good right off, but in two months, it might be good. You know, you know, three months from now, I might hit off, get you know a couple million views. You don't know, but you won't know unless you post. You won't know unless you try something new and you step out of that comfort zone. So really kind of putting people on our affiliates that are willing to take that first step with us. And, you know, we're, we're going to be there, you know, and I'm doing a logo right now for one of our affiliates, you know, and um, giving business advice, personal growth, you know, gym stuff. Hunter, Hunter's all into the gym. I'm more of a martial arts guy, <laughs> but, um, you know, just trying to do everything we can to push as much knowledge into them from what we've gained. And then obviously that reciprocates back to us, you know, with them being like, you know, Gabe and Hunter at Big Rig, they're, they're helping me out, you know, with my taxes or something like that, you know, just having that close knit community. And, and I know it sounds like cliche and it, it, it does in a way saying, yeah, we're, we're a family. And I don't like to say the family thing, but you know, it is in a way, but just trying to have like that close group of people, and um, that's that's been my goal from the start is just being able to help people with the knowledge I've gained through, you know, growing up in my small town, military, you know, starting a business, martial arts, you know, the, the philosophies that I've learned from martial arts is a lot is a lot. And then, you know, what hunters learn from the gym and, you know, the discipline that comes with that. And, and you, you even, you know, with 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 your channel, man, like it's. I know I talked about it on the phone, man, but like what you're doing is, is, is so good. It's so good. Like it's so, it's so different than anything I've seen on TikTok. And I, I want to call you, dude, you're the, you're the trucking David Goggins, man. That's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, for I, real, man. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it's just, and there's some people out there who I know probably call me a try hard or, or anything or, and stuff like that. And, you know, what's funny about that term try hard is mm -hmm. the people who use that term are normally people who don't try hard at anything. And the reason right. why I know that is because I, I used to be that guy who would call people a try hard, who would say, who would look at me and see what I'm doing and be like, he's a try hard. But deep down, I'm looking at that person because I'm saying, I, I wish that was me. I wish I could be right. doing that. And I can mm -hmm. tell you, uh, and so, and just going back to, what you were saying about what you're doing with your affiliates and your brand ambassadors, that is what, what is going to help you win is like, mm -hmm. you want to bring people into your company because there's these people reached out to you. They want to help you win. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, your first thought process is okay. Instead of just a coupon cone and profit, you're in like a kickback. Your first thought process was, Oh wait, how can I also help them? How mm -hmm. can I, how can I make sure that they win? Wow. These people were so great to come to me a stranger, a new company. Mm. They've never even had this coffee, but they, something in them wants to, you know, they want to see me win. And you, mm. your first thought was to reciprocate that was, 
oh my god i'm gonna help these guys and right. i think that alone is gonna skyrocket you big time that's that's part of the reason why you know i work as a advisor on the first form app uh mm-hmm. to help drivers out there that's that's what they do and that's what the first form app does like i'm not on that you know i have to pay to use that app i'm not i'm actually not getting anything for it i take time out of my day and from driving and i cook my food and i do my workouts and i do all this stuff and i want to help people and that's not even mm-hmm. for my business it doesn't do anything for lombard trucking llc right. you know it mm-hmm. doesn't do you know it doesn't do anything i'm just doing it because i know that if people out here especially drivers are winning it's only going to help the industry and the same mm-hmm. thing with you guys like big rig coffee will win when other truck drivers are winning like if the drivers exactly. are winning big rig coffee is going to win and that's mm-hmm. and that's how it's going to work so you, you said you got a new flavor on the way liquid diesel i, liquid I like diesel the, I like the sound of that. I can tell mm-hmm. you, I mean, just there's a there's actually an urban dictionary term, uh, I think, called trucker's coffee or trucker's blend. I'd have to look it up. And it's where you chew the coffee beans and then chase it with a Red Bull or Monster. It's like a sarcastic joke. So I can I, but I can also tell you there's a Flying J on 35 uh, in Gerald, Texas, and they have a specific uh, coffee that you can get from a dispenser called Trucker's Blend, and mm. it uh, it is it is higher caffeinated. It is a darker roast. Mm-hmm. So I guess just from my sort of things is the darker and stronger. That's that's what's going to resonate with the community out here. Yeah, we've been getting a bunch of positive feedback on it, and just just the name, people are just like wow, and like they see the bag design, and it's just like a it's it's a skeleton trucker, and he's got his hands on the wheel, and it it looks it looks so cool. I love it, and um, I really think people are gonna like it. Um, one thing we're trying to do too with that is we're trying to. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be a little difficult. We're trying to do a cold brew, like you know, just like a in a can. You know, that's, that's, I would love that because it's so, it's the convenience thing, you know, that we're targeting. And, um, I think, I think liquid diesel, I think just that logo in its, of itself is going to work because well, Hunter and I actually, we did an experiment. Um, we went to a Safeway and so we went down the coffee aisle and I'm like, all right, man, close your eyes. And I'm like, we're going to stand in front of this coffee. All, all you know, you got, you know, you got like uh, the Starbucks, Caribou Coffee, all, all, all these different brands. I'm like, hey, we're going to close our eyes. And as soon as we open them, what bag do you see? And so we did that. And the first bag we saw, it had a big blue uh, octopus on it. And I was like, okay. Like, and we both kind of looked in that same direction and like some folgers and, you know, it was bright red. And so I was like, okay, like the colorful bags are the ones we take note on and talking about like, bright uh red and yellow kind of like what mcdonald's does it's a whole marketing thing it's like a big psychology thing with the colors but so we wanted to kind of incorporate you know that that red in there somewhere and then still have kind of like that um like that badass grungy kind of look to it and so um you know the bag designs came out amazing i couldn't have asked for i couldn't have asked her to come out better honestly now, marketing's key. I mean, that's when mm-hmm. I, I I was at uh, Cabela's recently. Uh, well, actually, this is back July fourth. I remember I had gone in there for a, a sale, and I mean, they sell Black Rifle Coffee Company there, and and that's mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed was I was like, their bags are cool. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and I could tell you, and like that right there made me want to buy them. But the reason why I didn't buy those bags, that convenience thing, and I can and mm-hmm. I can tell you from a guy who, you know. Um, is the convenience is huge. Like, so Mm -hmm. out here, I I've talked about it on YouTube and I I try to post it on Instagram more. So so what I do to make food. So a lot of drivers, they're like, Oh, I can't eat healthy. It's all fast food and stuff like that. It, the convenience is tough. You got these electronic logs you want to go, but like convenience, I have the, you know, the air fryer has Mm -hmm. made it convenient. So there are a lot like drivers love coffee, but the reason why they love it so much is because they, as they're, as soon as they get fuel, they could pull up, go in, get their fuel receipt, top off their coffee, go back out, and they're gone. But yeah. the K cups would be would be huge. Um, the, yeah, the K cups would be huge. But also the cans, if you can get a six pack. Yeah. I will sometimes because there's I I'm I'm a huge iced coffee guy. Always have been. You know, same I'm, same uh, <laughs> native New Englander like like yourself. Mm-hmm. I would be in high school. I was you know going to swim practice i would have a, a large you know duncan iced coffee and it would be 30 degrees out snow on the ground i was always an iced coffee all year round type of guy oh and yeah so, 
the mm-hmm. cold brew and the ca- and cans or anything that you could do like that would definitely be huge in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that you're trying to locally source it. You're trying to rock like Origin. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Origin USA, which is Jocko's company. And yeah. you know, where they're ma- literally making jeans in the U.S., which is like unheard of. What's, mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's that looking like for you guys? Who are you, you know, how are you hitting the ground trying to do this where you can source the coffee USA all the way? So it's hard because actual coffee beans are grown, um, you know, they're only really grown in like Hawaii for like stateside anyway. It's like Hawaii and uh, I'm going to say Washington are coffee. Really? I know it's, I know Hawaii, you can grow them on there, at least Hawaii. Is that a climate um, thing? Something, yeah, something with the climate elevation. Um, but I know our, our beans that come uh, from Colombia. And so, but they're roasted here in the United States, you know, our suppliers here in the United States. Uh, same thing with our apparel. It's from uh, the United States, but it does, that's the thing. It does come from overseas. So that's, it's our mindset to get away from that eventually. And so even if it's cutting into our profits, we still want to have an all American uh, brand. And um, it's, it's just finding that network to find it, find that kind of like that middle spot where it's like, okay, you know, we're paying a lot more, but we're not making that much, but it's coming from America. Now so, you're talking about the beans specifically. I was talking about the shirts right there. Oh, the shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so for the material and stuff like that. Yeah. There is definitely yeah. a process with that. I mean, like you'd have to, I guess that, I mean, I'd say, you know, you probably pave, you know, pace through LinkedIn maybe and see, find that out. I don't know. What does American apparel do? What does, what is urban outfitters? Yeah. How do these mm-hmm. guys find it? Cause I can tell you that they're, that they are out there. There are people who are making these mm-hmm. uh, shirts and, and hoodies and they're, and they're sourcing them because yeah, because I think, I mean, there's a lot of cotton in the U.S. I drive mm-hmm. by it all the time. And so there's definitely where there's cotton, we can definitely be making this apparel. So, OK, so but the apparel. So you're working on the apparel first that, that would come before the beans. So the beans mm-hmm. are kind of. Uh, yeah, the beans are probably hard to get in the U.S. They got it. Can't Very grow, hard. They can't Very grow hard. in Missouri mm-hmm. or something like that. No, no, it's it, it's it's all about elevation um, where they're grown at. Um, and it's, you know, Columbia has one of the highest elevations, uh, and on the world where they grow at. And, um, it's crazy. Cause actually I started, uh, researching stuff for our blog. And, um, I think it was a story of like how kind of coffee was like, um, like found. And so I think it was like this goat farmer, he would notice like when these goats would eat like this certain, the certain like tree or fruit, like, well, he didn't know what it was, you know? And they would get like super crazy and they start like being all hyper. And then that's how they kind of figured out how it's like, it's coffee and it has the caffeine in it. And, you know, um, so yeah, I, that was pretty cool. I wrote a blog about that um, last week. Actually, so I, I, that, that brings up a good point because I, I sh- we, we maybe should have said that, you know, talked about that first, the origins of coffee. Cause I'm curious about the origins of coffee. So it, it 100% started in South America. That's where mm-hmm. it was like discovered. Yeah. So, and and so it's an ele- what now you mentioned elevation what's the prime elevation for for coffee beans to grow oh, i think it's like anywhere from it's like a thousand to i want to say three thousand uh feet of elevation or something like that i'm honestly not too sure right now <laughs> i have to like pull it pull it up i should know this but um, no 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 worries yeah hey, yeah. hey yeah you gotta you want to be in the coffee industry i guess you gotta master master the craft somehow they know that, yeah. that knowledge will come with time i'm sure yeah i'm sure the guys at black rifle coffee i mean they started by being like youtubers or something it's not like they were caught co- they were grown coffee gurus mm-hmm. um, but so thousand you know because i'm wondering like is that something you know is that something you guys could do could you you know i mean hey there's I was just in, 50, I think it's 1,500 feet in Iowa right now. I wonder if you can grow it. I mean, they grow a lot of beans out here in the Midwest. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure at all. I know they have these huge operations. I've seen some YouTube videos of, like, the the farms, and it's just these, you know, this is, you're talking about, like, generations and generations of people just, you know, that's coffee beans is, like, their life, you know, and, and they're obviously roasted here in the United States, but um, – and that's what's important, probably, is that mm-hmm. the roasting process is probably because you know it's funny on on Twitter recently, and I'm not sure if you're on Twitter. Um, I saw there was a big debate going on about America versus European coffee because there's actually mm-hmm. a lot of people, even the even the snobby people, 
out there online were talking about how coffee in America is genuinely superior to coffee mm. in, in Europe. And, and, and uh, even down to the fact that how McDonald's and Tim Hortons has better coffee than what you can get at like a local shop in France or something like that. Like mm -hmm. people who are well-traveled were saying that. So the, now what's the roasting process look like? What is, you know, what, what happens during that process? Is it like low temperature? Yeah. What, what, how do you roast coffee beans? Okay. So obviously we don't roast them. You know, we, I'm, I'm more of a taste guy. Hunter knows way more about this process than I do. So I don't want to butcher it. You know, he's, he's well, way more well equipped than I am, but um, you know, the beans are given to our supplier and um, there's, there's certain roasts. It's like uh, the amount of like cracks um, that go into the beans. And, um, you know, I think ours for the medium roast, I think it's like two, it's like one crack, I think. Um, yeah, Hunter, hey, Hunter knows way more about this stuff than I do. I can lie to you. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely too sure about the process. Um, like I said, Hunter's the guy for that stuff. He's the one that handles all that. He's the, okay. So he deals with the roasting side of things. So yeah, yeah you, you're kind of doing more the the marketing, the, the, yeah. the, the floor and the groundwork. So yeah, mm -hmm. I don't want to, so listeners out there, don't judge Gabriel for not having <laughs> the answer. These are also things that we could probably, probably just Google too, but that's, mm -hmm. I mean, what you're doing is not uncommon though. Uh, so for anybody out there who's like, Oh, why aren't they making it in America yet? This is how actually a lot of breweries start. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of people who want to make their own beer, they find another brewery who has mm -hmm. the, equipment and they but you know basically say i come up with the beer recipe and it's the recipe to make this lager mm -hmm. i i pay you know um you know a brewery to, to make it for me and then they put my labels on it you know mm -hmm. there, there's this happens a lot so new england is is a great beer i think new i think beers from new england from connecticut on up to maine mm -hmm. are probably the best you can get in the country and that's mm -hmm. That's very common. That's actually how a lot of breweries can grow. That that like, like a, a Two Roads Brewery in Connecticut, for example, mm -hmm. they they've ma they make a lot of money off of other people paying them to make their beer. So what you're doing right. is, is a great way to get started. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely like good that we have them because it's you know obviously I don't know much about the roasting process, but you know we have this love for coffee and we have this love for giving back. And it's, it's how we can start. And like you said, like all these other brands, you know, even with, with the beer, it, it's, it saves them money to kind of like learn the process, learn the industry that they're in, and then they can, you know, move to being a wholesale supplier themselves and, and being able to get the equipment. So, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Um, it's, it's really great what you guys are doing. Like I said, you, you couldn't have, when it comes to industries out there that are hurting, uh, the trucking industry really is one. And, yeah. um, you coming across, uh, you coming across my feed and my timeline, and you know, big rig kind of entering my life is—it's it, just—it's—it's it's almost you know to me that's that's God working. You know, I, I think mm. that that's the that's the Lord working, and He's kind of answering some of my prayers because, you know, it, it this it's you know I you know I want so much for this industry. There's so much that needs to change, and I understand that. We can't just go and change the laws. We can't just go and change the the rules, or the regulations, and slow down, mm -hmm. you know, technology or do all these things. But what we can change is what we do in life and what we do in our day to day life. And you know, I I pray all the time for this industry. And then all of a sudden, you know, Big Rig Coffee's walking in, and they're not walking in here looking to be like, hey, we just want to make good coffee for truckers. You're coming in here, hey, we want to make good coffee for truckers, and we want to give back to this entire industry that you know, runs, our, runs our, our country and we want to help drivers out there and we want to give opportunities and we want to grow and give people jobs. So I, I think mm -hmm. it's really great what you guys, what you guys are doing out there. And I, I can't appreciate it enough. Um, that's why I wanted to have you on because there's, there's drivers who listen to this and we need to get the word out there, man. We need right. to, we need to let them know that you guys are on the scene and uh, you know, this, this, this is going to be the next big thing. But with that, mm -hmm. what, what, you got anything else for us? um no i mean thank you everyone who's been listening and um you know it's i think you definitely hit it on the nail of what we're trying to do and, and we're trying to be obviously the supplier for coffee but we're trying to just make it just just a sweet deal for everyone who's involved you know and 
you know, uh, I think the biggest, the biggest thing I've learned, you know, even as uh, growing up, my mom, dude, she, uh, she used to work at the boosters club for high school. And I remember like when she first started, man, all they had was like a popcorn machine and like, you know, just like this little shack that they, that they had, but you know, she, she would work this like, you know, nonstop, just constantly working, you know, like just doing concessions and then eventually went into like apparel for our, our high school. And eventually the program grew and grew and grew and they got all these new machines and just seeing how like she did that. And like, you know, cause it's all about giving back all pretty much all the profit they made went right back into the boosters club and went back into the sports teams, you know, we helped pay for kids who couldn't afford like, you know, their, their individual photos or to go on the sports trips and, and you know, um, so definitely that was a huge thing I learned, uh, from my mom man, and, and, uh, couldn't be more grateful. And I think I want to take that experience and, and apply it to an even bigger industry that, like you said, is hurting. So, um, you know, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on here. You know, just being able to talk and, and spread the message. Absolutely, man. And now you had mentioned, uh, you know, uh, earlier about how you're, you know, you're helping affiliates out with business advice. And you, you had posted a video on TikTok the other day about starting a business. You know, mm-hmm. let's, uh, you know, let's let's put this out there, you know, manifest it, put it out in the ethos. Um, you know, you had posted that positive message about starting a business. What you know, what is that message you want to give to anybody out there? You know, if if, you know, say I'm somebody who wants to start my own business, but I'm nervous or maybe I don't really have a plan. You know, what 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 should I do? What's your advice to somebody who wants to get into business for themselves? Because some people, you know, like I said, they have, you know, they have X, Y, Z or they already have a full time job or they're a mom or this. You know, what do you have to say to those people who want to who want to do this? You know, it's definitely it's definitely hard. It's hard finding something that, you know, because everyone. I feel like a lot of people nowadays, they just want to be, you know, overnight successes. They want to make a million dollars now, you know, they don't want to put in those, that groundwork. And that's something that's really hard for people to realize. But I think, you know, if you take a step back and you, and you look, look yourself in the mirror and be like, what do I like? What, what makes sense for me? What makes sense if you're going to go into it with a partner, you know, what makes, what makes sense for both of you. And, you know, it's a, it's a give and take thing with your partner. You know, you guys got to feed off each other when one's not motivated, you have to motivate each other. Um, But, you know, when it comes to starting a business, you know, you just, I would just do it, you know, just, just think of like, think of something that, that maybe you would need, um, you know, as a kid or, or maybe your kids need and, maybe your parents need it or, 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 and find something that you enjoy and find something that makes sense for you. And then do some research on it, find out what that industry industry is doing, start brainstorming names, you know, um, networking is huge. And it just, I'd say, just try it at least just make the, maybe even just make the Instagram account, make the TikTok account and just see, like, see, see what's going on and see what you can do. And, you know, I think the biggest, um, one of the hardest things is not doing it, you know, not, not putting that faith in yourself, not, um, not trying and, and having, and just, and just going for it, you know, because you only got one life. So if it fails, you know, at least you tried, you know, you know, at least you can say, Hey, you know, like maybe, maybe coffee won't work out. We don't know, you know, but all we can do is wake up every day and, and put in our best efforts and try as hard as we can. And, um, you know, just, you just got to go for it. And, and I think that's a hard thing for people is just that, like we were talking about earlier, stepping out of that comfort zone, putting yourself out there and, um, you know, just even, even being in front of a camera for the first time, Hunter and I were sitting there, I was like, Dude, I feel so weird right now. Like it just, cause it, it's, it's making yourself vulnerable, you know, and that's hard for people to do because people have very big egos nowadays. And, and that's, a, that's something people need to break is have that ego death and, and just say, you know what, screw it. You know, if I post this and people from high school laugh at me, like, oh, like, whatever, like, who cares? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? So, um, you know, just, I'd say just do it. Just go for it. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's going to feel better to say you tried and, you know, that feeling of I wish I did. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, yeah, speaking of the camera thing, I mean, just looking at myself into the camera, especially when I'm talking on Instagram, I, my, my first thought is, like, wow, I'm a douchebag. Like, <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's the first thing I think of. I'm like, wow, I, I do not need to be talking like this. Like who, who gives a shit, but it's just like, then you just yeah. realize like, 
how about I just do this for my own personal diary? But I, I couldn't agree with you more. And for anybody mm. who does want to start a business, like all you need to do is just start. That was, you know, mm. my business partner's ideas. He goes, we just need to start, like, just register the LLC. And then what, like, once you just start, once you do that one mm. thing and you start to see and you get the letter in the mail and you get the certificate and you get your, you know, your articles of, um, yeah. you know, corporation, like once you start seeing that, like something really just like feels real. And when you start, and then not only that, yeah, like when you look at it, like, um, like when you look at it, like this is something I'm about to enjoy, like almost like it's a new hobby, like mm -hmm. almost like it's like I'm going to the gym, like it's something I'm working on. Like when you go out there and have fun with it, especially and social media really allows for that. Like so if you want to start a business doing this, making jewelry or you're making, you know, apparel or you're making, um, you know, a new piece of equipment, whatever it is, or you're opening up a gym, whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're doing, like and you're just going out like. If it, especially if you're going to start a business in something you love, mm -hmm. just, you know, you love it so much. You probably already post about it just now. Just go that extra step. Yeah. Just getting started is the key when mm -hmm. you, and that's the thing when you step out of your comfort zone, because I commented that on, on your video, I said, you know, when, when you step out of that comfort zone and when you do this, you have no idea what you start doing. You, know, you have no mm -hmm. idea the things you're like, you're going to look back in six months and be like, wow, I never thought I'd do anything that I did the last six months. I mm -hmm. never thought this would happen. So that's the key there. But hey, man, I want to thank you for coming on. Like I said, we're we're gonna do what we can to to make, you know, we're gonna talk more offline, and we're gonna and we're gonna have you back on in six months, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna check back in, we're gonna talk, we're, gonna, right. we're gonna see what's going on. But for now, where can the people find you? Yeah, so uh, we're pretty much everywhere, but I want to say our main platforms is TikTok and Instagram. That's where we're most active. So uh, TikTok, it's Big Red Coffee Company. Uh, Instagram, it's Big Red Coffee Co. Uh, you can also find our coffee on our website at BigRedCoffeeCompany.com. And uh, yeah, so just go check it out. Go look around. Uh, you can honestly comment on any of our stuff. If anyone wants to get a hold of me, uh, my email is Gabe at BigRedCoffeeCompany.com. Email me anytime uh, and I'll get back to you right away. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, any other drivers out there who want to email or any you know, any business owners, whatever you do, you want to get in touch with this company. Clearly, you could see they work with nonprofits. They're willing to partner with anybody who, you know, shares their ideals and their ideology and their mission um, of helping mm -hmm. this industry. So anybody, Bob, definitely shoot them an email. And when you go to BigRigCoffeeCompany.com, make sure you use that promo code Lombard Trucking. It gets mm -hmm. you 5% off, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. So BigRigCoffeeCompany.com. Use the promo code Lombard Trucking, 5% off. And hey, follow them on the socials. Uh, I, I can't say this enough. When you like a post, comment on somebody's post, uh, especially, you know, a guy like me or especially a gentleman like Gabe, that like and that comment, uh, if you can't spend the money, it's almost just as good because oh, anything yeah. that anything that can kick uh, that can kick our messages out there into the algorithm and the algoverse and whatever's going on in the social media world helps us and it helps our mm -hmm. business so definitely go out there and do that for them but hey man thanks again for coming on we're gonna we're gonna check back in we're gonna check back in six months all right i'm gonna hold you to that all right sounds good thank you all for right. having me talk to you soon thanks for listening everybody peace out see you